0: Welcome back to another episode of the Impossible Until Possible podcast. Today, I am super excited because I have Austin back for the second time on the podcast. And I really want to dig into where he's been over the last 12 months or so, because it sounds like an interesting journey for sure. So, Austin, first and foremost, thanks for joining me again.
1: No, thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. I I wanted to say this before we got started. There's a lot of people that I reference in this space a lot, but I would say that you're probably top of the heap. You know, your focus and your dedication and your impact towards giving to other people and what you've created in a short amount of time, I would say I probably reference it twice to three times a week of, <laughs> of, of, of what's possible, right? And I think that, you know, I had a client tell me the other day cause my main gig is coaching. You know, he's like, I think I'm in over my head. And I said, you're only in over your head because your past version thinks you're in over your head. I said, in a month from now, you might be capable for all this stuff, and you and you probably are. And I think that's one of the things that you preach to people is that, you know, once the ball gets rolling, there's no telling how big this could get, you know. And I think that's what people need to understand.
0: Yeah, I think we're in a, a great industry. And as you say, if you put enough action in, you definitely get the the scale from it. But as, um, you know, we'll touch on it. If anyone hasn't listened to the, the first episode we did, we kind of touched base on your mistakes that led to a bit of adversity last time and kind of tripped you up slightly. But um, certainly sounds and looks like you've bounced back, learning from those lessons. And um, tell us a bit about where you've been over the last 12 months. And, you know, when, when we picked up last time, I think we kind of rebuilding the business. And yeah. uh, it sounds like you've been on a bit of a journey.
1: Yeah, I think that I, um, you know, I think in life, I think what's super interesting is I think that we, a lot of times in life, uh, we run from things that we're innately good at um, because of a bad experience or something didn't work out or or it wasn't the proper thing. And I think that we only know those things if we take action. And I think that we took massive action and, uh, you know, we lost some money and we we're doing it, but I think when you're in the midst of it, you're saying like, "All this should work, right?" But you're not asking yourself like, "Well, what do I really want for my lifestyle?" And so, um, you know, working with investors and placating multiple personalities and 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 taking homes that you shouldn't have took, and you know, just trying to penetrate the market can get you somewhere. And it, le- I learned a lot, but but I needed some time away, and and I started my coaching business, which is really my 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 favorite thing in the world, which is business consulting and mindset thing. And I love it. And, and through that um, I met two people that were really good real estate investors and, um, and now the CEO of my management company. So these are all my clients and, you know, they, they uh, I said, if we're going to do it, if we're going to go out there again, and we're going to do it right, we're going to do it the right way and we're going to do it the way that I've always wanted to do it. And so in the last um, what I did for the last back of this year was my mentor had bought his third, second and third hotel. And these were, um, 15, 18 and 27 units. And he said, listen, um, none of these are on Airbnb. I'd love to them all on Airbnb. And then we have a cabin that we want to set up. Would you be interested in moving to Tahoe for free living on the lake and helping me do this? And I was like, yeah, when do I show up? And so, uh, we headed out there and uh for the last six months i've been helping to build out his va team and get the cabin ready and get all the properties on airbnb and um, i've learned more than i've ever wanted to learn in that amount of time and so now uh, about a month ago or three weeks ago that time has ended and he's good to go and everything's running really smooth and um, we're going to do what i want to go do um, which is uh, I, I teamed up with two partners and we created a fund called Orin Capital Fund, which Orin is the Greek mythology, uh, the hunter. So uh, we are buying luxury properties and currently in two markets and then looking for many hotels. But the real play that we're looking to get into is build our own Airbnbs. And uh, I think that is really potential for upside. And I think it also allows us to build a space that is straight up for Airbnb and experiences. And I think a lot of times people are taking a home and they're trying to force Airbnb into it. And sometimes it always doesn't work. So so the fund will be created in the next um, 30 days with all the legal stuff, but we've already uh, got an offer accepted yesterday on a five unit in Fort Lauderdale. And we're looking at properties in the Smokies currently. And these are the actual, but, but the reason this is unique is once we have allocated the money in the property is purchased and running up on Airbnb, we will take a portion of that property. Let's say that we're in $200,000. We will put that up on our fund platform and you will be able to invest as an accredited investor into five, 10, 15, $100,000. And you'll be able to have fractional ownership with equity and cash flow. But what we're doing also is teaching you, Airbnb, also. So you can go do it on your own. So you're getting the education, the cash flow, the equity, and you're being able to invest in multiple properties at a large scale. And, yeah. and that's what we're super excited about.
0: Yeah, sort of earn and learn type scheme, which mm-hmm. they are super powerful. I think there's probably not enough of them out and about there because there's plenty of people with money, but they don't have the knowledge and it's a good way to put two and two together. So um, let's just wind back a bit because it's interesting that you talk about setting hotels up as airbnb units and it's definitely something that i'm actually getting involved with myself and also seeing a bit of a trend switching that way we are seeing a lot of hotels now especially the traditional run ones with your front of houses and they're all just cutting the costs down getting rid of the staff automating them as much as possible and Mm -hmm. turning these hotels into airbnb units i know Mm -hmm. out in dubai there's a um, one of the hotels has actually sectioned a bit off and turned it into apart hotels. Like actually made apartments out of the rooms now and put yeah. the kitchens and living spaces in. So I think I think hotels are definitely threatened by this Airbnb model and the fact that people do seem to want more than just a bedroom now. And um, you know, I think but the automation side of it and you know, people don't want to be stood in line to get a, a card to go upstairs, they just want to get on the phone, go upstairs. Check in and then you know go about their, their business. I mean, is that a similar trend happening out in the states as well?
1: Yeah, 100. I think I think there's a there's a there's a chasm in the marketplace where you have these traditional Airbnb uh, or traditional pardon me hotels that have been run by the same person for 30 to 50 years and they're exhausted, right? Mm-hmm. And they're um, they're 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 saying like there's got to be a better way. Um, and so we are buying existing Airbnbs or hotels, pardon me, and then turning them on and putting them on booking.com, Expedia, Airbnb, and so on and so on doing a little remodel, but these are contactless hotels. Yeah. And so, um, the manager there is obviously there on site, but, but not needed. And so, um, we have three at uh, currently at the stage that they're at, they have three VAs running the customer service for all of three hotels. And then the manager and the VAs are talking in Google chat and then everything's run through a system where every day at 12 o'clock it automates the codes. Mm -hmm. And so they use a platform called Doove where all the communication is run through there and um, it's very systematic and they, you know, and we were finding that you could take uh, less money, spent on site managers and allocated towards other resources but also allow the this is the real part that nobody talks about allow the manager that's on site to actually have a life as well too and so you know you can kind of sell these people on hey we're going to put you up for free and we're going to pay you and you're going to be able to live your life and so by doing that we found that let's say you had three hotels in a small area I think you could have one regional manager for all three hotels instead of paying three separate managers. And I think that you can really scale up from there. What was really interesting is that, you know, I've seen it right. And you know, Airbnb houses, everybody knows, like I can kind of tell you what they're going to do, but that last hotel was running very good. So we, we, when we bought it, we did a breakdown that 40% of the bookings were coming from booking.com. Uh, most of them were coming from the website, which is still blows me away that, that people are actually calling for reservations. So this hotel been around for a while, but what happened was when the platform, the entire hotel, went up on Airbnb, we saw bookings go up almost thirty to forty to fifty percent. And so then I was really blown away because they're booking hotel rooms, and I was like, okay, well this is like now we just supercharged it. And so uh, we were seeing numbers from December nineteenth. Now, granted, this is like snow area in Tahoe, but from December 19th to January 6th, we were at 92 to 99% occupancy for like three months. And most of that fill-in booking came from Airbnb. And so that's when the light bulb went off that this is really doable at scale. And uh, I think something, you know, because we were seeing he's getting these properties off market. And one of the places was run by a church group. The first one he bought, and their occupancy was at ten percent. So he underwrote the number at forty percent, and that property is doing seventy to eighty percent. So we're doubling what we even projected. So the power of this is really uh, breathtaking.
0: Yeah, I think um, when when you've got a good model, and you know, I think we've we've all learned the good and the bad ways, and none of our models are perfect, and we'll always continue to tweak them. But I think technology which i've talked about quite often is coming into this game so fast and you've got to you've got to get on with the technology you've got to embrace it and you've got to understand it i think more at the point i think there's there's also ways to you know use multiple channels and also use it for your own direct booking benefits as well and when you link all that together it does seem to create a very you know lucrative organized business that can scale you know and you've got that scalability and i think that's one of the the main things that a lot of hosts miss is, you know, you and I, we sit outside of the operation so we can look into these things and we can see, okay, well, if we tweak that, we do this, we do that. Whereas a lot of hosts, they'll stay stuck in the operations and they're never really like working on the business. They're never forward planning or, you know, like you've done create funds and an earn and learn program and seeing the opportunity, you know, they're, they're too focused in the operations. So. What would be your advice to get out of the operations?
1: I, I think that, you know, the same way I look at my health, the same way I look at learning, lifestyle to me is everything, right? And so at the end of the day, like I want to ask you a serious question to anybody that's run been running Airbnbs for a long period of time, and I'm mainly talking to people that have, uh, like you're talking about, like, is this really what you want to be doing for the next 20 years? Like, do you really want to be like, like cleaning the Airbnbs yourself? Do you really want to be like going to the store? Do you really want to be like managing the people? Like, is that really what you want to do? Like, I get it when you start a business, right? I was that guy. I cleaned all my properties for three years straight.
0: Maybe I, mean, I think you've got at, to it, right? You've, you've got to. You have
1: to. But at the end of the day, and here's the bigger question, right? They Nobody has to be you and I, but you can still run a three-person Airbnb operation and get your life back as well, too. By, by installing somebody, right, or, or, or doing something. So my my question to you is write down everything that you're doing, everything that you're doing. And I want, like, so let's say I, I go to the store, I clean this toilet, I, I check the Airbnb, like everything in a spreadsheet. And I want you to put a dollar amount to them next to them. And when that dollar amount is lower than your time is worth, you no longer do that task. Mm. That's my suggestion to people
0: yeah a great bit of practical advice there i mean you hear it all the time and you know i constantly refer to it you know that we we shouldn't be wasting our time doing tasks that you know other people could do and um you know it really takes you but but even when you say it and you you hear it from experienced people people still don't do it and i'll put my hands up and stay the same you know i probably did far too much diy at the beginning um even though everyone's saying you know you don't want to be doing that just get someone to do that you can Spend more time sourcing properties, looking for land, putting funds together, you know, and that's going to enhance your business so much more. But yet so many people still don't take that advice on board and they still stay stuck. And I think it's the fear of the cost versus investment mindset. They think staff's going to be a cost rather than an investment. Whereas if they think it's an investment and they'll get an ROI on that investment, then, you know, that's that's what we're looking for. There's no difference. Investing in crypto, if that's what you want to do, you know, you, yeah. you're, you're looking for an ROI on that money that you put into it. And, you know, with so, a bit of luck, if you do it right, you'll get an ROI. So here's
1: a, here's a simple mindset shift that I do with all my coaching clients and anybody I meet in the real estate space. I ask people all the time, like, it's, let's say you're a house flipper. What are you doing? Like, as a house flipper, what are you doing? And their answer is, well, like, I'm, I'm remodeling the house, I'm fixing it, and I'm flipping it, and I'm making a profit. No, you're not. You're providing jobs. What do you mean, Austin? Well, the sheetrocker, the painter, you're putting food on their table.
0: Hmm.
1: So, if you look at it from that sense, then you become on top of your business, and the impact that you're providing is so much more than that. And then you can do that over a long period of time because you're not so emotional about the ups and downs of lossing. I just posted about it today. All these freaking babies whining and crying about the crypto market. I'm like, <laughs> you're either an investor or you're not. Like, are you in it for the long game or the short game? Everything I do is predicated on a 25, 30 year horizon. And I'm gonna make sure that my reputation and who I am as a person matters more than the profits I'm making. Because if I take care of the people that are taking care of me, then over time that energy will be reciprocated over and over again. And so I think that one of the big things I say to people is I think too many people are investing in something to get out of something Instead of investing in something to enhance something that's already
0: there, mm. yeah, that's a great quote. I think you're right, you know a lot of people are trying to escape something, and they they probably want to do it in the quickest fashion possible, so then they don't look at the as you say they the true value of what they're actually trying to achieve, and they just focus on the money mm
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, and one of the and one of the things that we're doing with the
1: course that we're creating is I, there's a million courses out there, right? And I think everybody's talking about the same thing. I'm trying to talk about the things that nobody's talking about, right? The things that I love studying. Like my favorite thing to study is like how you communicate with a guest and how they respond. Like which I think is not looked at enough. Because right. if that's actually looked at enough, then you can control how much your company and your employees can handle by lowering the communication and properly articulating what you need to the guests so you're saving time. And when you have scale, right, when you have 20, 30 properties like you do, every minute that you're wasted in that space is minute that you can't take on the next problem that exists. And so these are the things that aren't talked about enough when it comes into the short-term rental space.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I think you, I think think you. with costs as well, um, you know, strategy strategy at the end of the day. You can go find that on YouTube. Really want you know it's strategy, but the 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 mindset and the action is what makes the difference between the success that you'll get or not get. It's the same. You see, you know I've had hundreds of students come through, and you know I'd like to think the vast majority of them you know are successful. And they but the ones that get more success are definitely the ones that show up more. They're on all the calls. They've gone through all the study material. Not once, not twice, but three or four times. You know and. And that, that's, that's very similar to what I've done. You know, whenever I go into something, I go deep into it, you know, and I over, you know, go over and over and over. But then at one point, take the action that's been, you know, if someone says, go and do that and you will earn X, I'll go and do that and I'll earn X. You know, I won't go and try and do that and maybe earn Y or maybe try and do a version of it because it's a bit easier and earn nothing. You know, it's pretty straightforward. And if someone's got success and you're around them, just model what they're doing. Just literally as you've just done there with the hotel situation you've gone and probably implemented what you've done that worked well into a different building same a different business but same principles same workflow same systems same processes same communication channels told them about all the hard work that's going to have to come and and then they're going to repeat that and obviously they're getting the reward from it it's not rocket science you know and it blows my mind that people are always looking for this like magic website or this magic mentor that's just going to come down and make it all happen for them. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good we are. Like if if you're not going to show up, you're going to get nothing, you know? And and that is, that is the crux of it. And for some of the listeners, they might be switching off now because, you know, they might have thought that there was a Holy Grail, but you know, it's hard work. And I think we've both put in hard work and it's not just over the last few years. It's, it's a constant development of yourself over, a long period of time taking daily action and showing up every day and doing doing the things that you do and and you know i know um one of my, my good friends chris over in Cairns, and, and myself we constantly talk about life design and you know which i'll come on to with you now because i know you just mentioned before that you're just about to buy an rv and uh sort of travel this year which is and i my question to you was was that in the plan and you were like, yeah of course that's in the plan so you know I go about designing my life and how I want to spend it between several countries. And that suits me. And let just, just to open up a bit to everyone about how you're using Airbnb to design your life in the way that you want it to play out.
1: Look, this is probably a nightmare for me to say as a CEO of two big Airbnb or soon to be Airbnb, multiple businesses. But I actually, I mean, yes and no, we underwrite every deal, obviously. But I, I don't look at short-term rentals as um, this million-dollar business. I look at it for one thing: it's a fun fucking business, and the lifestyle, and the investors that I get to hang out with, and the prop. You know what we signed yesterday? Uh, a condo to manage in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Why did I do it? Because it's fun as fuck, and like yeah. I like the person I'm working with. Like, are we gonna make a ton of money? Probably not but like I get to go visit it and set it up. Like how cool is that, right? And so for me, the investors that are in this business that truly understand it, that we get to work with and the properties that we're looking at building and the things that we're looking at doing and buying a hotel in Costa Rica eventually and all these things, like, it's just really great. Like, and so I'm making sure that along the way like everything that I do is designed for for one reason freedom and connectivity towards experiences and other people. Like my theme for this year, like last year was expansion, which we did. And this year, my theme is experiences. And so, uh, why are we in Sedona for two weeks right now? Because we fucking wanted to like, and the thing is, is like a lot of people have an issue with that. Like they can't wrap their mind around, like, I'm talking to you, you're in Europe, I'm here. And like, and we're here and work gets done. And like yesterday I had like 15 zoom calls like on the patio and I'm staring at the mountains, like it's all good. Um, and they're thinking that that is really far away from them, but I don't think it's actually as far as you think if you just change some things around, but also I understand that that might not be what you want either. Like you, you're setting on this call and you're saying, well, I have kids and I have this, well, I could also show you seven ex- examples of, guy, of people that travel with kids, one and two and three, and they loved that the travel of, of different cultures and different language and different thought processes. One of the things that I really had an issue with that started this rabbit hole for me was when I was living in Austin um, uh, like six years ago, I started realizing that all the conversations I had were having were exactly the same. They were wearing the expensive shoes. They were drinking a $9 cup of coffee, and they all had the same ideas and i was thinking to myself this is how this this is not how life can be like there is different ideologies you grew up with different things and so that's why we're going to costa rica next week for a week and i'm going to work from there and then the goal is we're going to be out in you know italy for my 40th and all this stuff and like that's what i love to do because you're you're tapping into somebody else's experience which you can then take what you need from theirs and then learn but also inspire others and And I think that this life by design, you know, is this new thing that everybody's looking at, but but really it's this concept that, that boils down to one point. I think that we all have it twisted, this work-life balance BS. Like it's the biggest horseshit I've ever heard in my life. What you're looking for is work life control. And so if you own your schedule, then you own your time. And so to, to speak on this point, even deeper, I don't have any scheduled meetings on thursdays and fridays ever and i made a decision two months ago it's not that i don't work it's not that i don't text it's not that i don't take a time i just don't have something scheduled on those days because if i want them open or we need to travel i do that and so are my monday tuesday wednesdays very long yes but i'm also done for the week running you know a coaching business two podcasts and four businesses i'm running and I'm getting it all done. So don't tell me that you don't have time. You just haven't allocated your focus
0: properly. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think um, when people look into the the amount of time that they're wasting, um, you know, they can easily find pockets of time. It's interesting that, you know, your theme this year's experiences, because I think that seems to be on everyone's radar. And I think it probably has been born a bit from being locked in your house. (laughs) Although I don't think Texas did much locking down, but, uh, I think the majority of the rest of the world kind of shut down for quite a long period of time um and i think a lot of people have you know as you say the the, their mindset's changed about their life and uh what what they want to do but i think you speak to most uh, or a lot of airbnb hosts i know that one of the reasons i wanted to set up in dubai is i love dubai so i can use that as a way to you know i'm flying there on friday i'll be there for a week i'm doing a week a month there it's great you know it ticks that box for me a bit like you traveling going to costa rica and stuff so and and but it, it allows you to also run a business and fulfill yourself that way as well. And um, and then you've also got you know a lot of people traveling now, which again falls back in line to our business and why it is a great model. Because I think, yeah, we were quite hit initially when the pandemic sort of flared up, but really, since it's kind of subsided and then obviously it's had its spikes, the travel industry has really come back, and I think it's going to be even more so this year and possibly for the next probably four to five years for sure because people just want to get about now maybe everyone you speak to is like i'm doing this this year i was in the gym before i was to a lady and she was like i'm going to egypt i'm going to india and i'm going to peru you know this year she's just like sorry i'm doing it you know and um and it seems like everyone kind of has that mentality at the minute that they just want to get out and just get about
1: yeah, and I think that as we continue to go along, because I love to study behavior and, and consumer behavior and, and where they're moving to, if you if you really want to go in the weeds, if you really want to get deep down, and these are people that I respect that are mentors that are, run billion-dollar funds for development and stuff, is that what he's seeing is basically the borders, let's just say, of everything, right, America, Europe, and, and South America are just – Crumb, not crumbling down, but they don't exist the way that they used to exist anymore, right? And with crypto and, and the way that, um, you know, I have two coaching clients. One's in Japan, one's over there. They both paid me in Bitcoin for coaching. Like, I'm on the cutting edge of this, you know, and so like, it's this weird thing, right? But I can't tell you how many people I know that run three, two businesses that have spent the last two months in Colombia, like and they're there and they're like it's the same time zone. The Wi-Fi is amazing. There's four entrepreneurs living in a house that all have separate businesses and they're paying three hundred bucks a piece. And I'm like, so why would I pay, you know, uh, twenty seven hundred bucks to live in Austin and see the same landscape over and over again when the iPad goes with me, right? And so I have a road set up and I have um, my home set up. And so everything is predicated on here's the road. Here's what I take with me. Everything's mobile. Everything's small. I can take it with me. And then I have what I work at home. And so that works for me. But one of the things that people talk to me about, and my co-host mainly of my other podcast, he says, how do you stay in your habits when you're traveling? And the thing is, is it's not an option for me. Yeah. Like this, this game, this game travels. And I think when you're establishing new habits, I think people take it on the road too quickly and I think once you're set in your habits and your win the day mentality, then you can take that. It doesn't matter what the weather is. It doesn't matter where you are. That's just what I do.
0: Yeah, and no, I'm the same. I think slight adjustment with starting to travel a lot more after not traveling for a couple of years, but it's the same. You know, the morning routine's the same. Gym's the same. You know, one of the first things I scope out is like, right, where's the gym? Because that that's the first thing I do on the morning. You know, yeah. and. Um, it is, it's the same. It's just, a, as you say, a different scenery, really, and, and that's what makes it makes it great. So um, what um, it pretty much sounds like, we know what you, you're kind of aiming for this year. I Definitely, you know, 12 months from now, we'll get you back on the podcast and see how it played out, that's for sure. Uh, God knows where you might be location-wise, but um, if you fancy a trip to New York, I'm heading there in March. <laughs> I don't know how far that is, right? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Go on the RV and, and, and move over that way. I love so, it. How can, um as we wrap up, how can people get in touch with you? I know you're you're up out on social media. What's the best place to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, you can go to austinlinny.com, L-I-N-N-E-Y. It has my podcast and all my stuff. But Instagram is the best place to grab me, Austin Linny. You know, we're, we're just trying to create um, one of my favorite things to do. And I know you too because you teach it. Uh, a lot of people contact me to co-host their properties. And it might be their first one or their second one. And I tell them no. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because I can teach you really simply, really quickly to keep that money for yourself. And that might be an extra vacation for your family, or it might be able to pay off that debt quicker. And I think that w- we have to empower people with the knowledge to create and, and, and run their properties themselves. And they have to get over this hump that thinks it's super complicated. Now, listen, when you scale and you get up to a lot of property, that's a whole different conversation. But you know, I know a lot of guys that have three properties and they're basically financially free because they're doing it themselves. And you might have to do it a little extra work, but 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 it, with software out and the way that can be done, I really try to empower people to, to really take their own control of their properties in their hand.
0: Yeah, no, amazing. Yeah, I think passing skill sets on when you've got skill sets that can change lives is super important. So awesome. Thanks amazing. Thank you very much. And um, appreciate your time. And uh, we shall speak soon.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much, sir.
0: Cheers, buddy.